You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Well, that's right, everyone. You need me on that wall. This is Tim. This is Online Big Blue, bringing the best in the air. Giant Sports Talk Entertainment. We're doing the bi week specials. A lot of fun. Also, if you haven't listened, go to um, go to any place that podcasts are found and go listen to Get Off My Lawn, The Mad Ramblings of a Gen Xer. That is the new podcast, which has been actually doing extremely well. And I really have to thank everyone who's involved with it. And I want to thank everyone who's been downloading as well. It's, 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 a, it's a personal endeavor, and it's been an enjoyable time doing it. And I hopefully we'll continue to do it for years to come. I want to talk about Joe Shane. I want to talk about Brian Dable. I want to talk about what they've done to the New York Giants. I want to talk about the Twitter meltdown. Because of the fact that Joe Shane did not make the move, did not make the trade. Here's the problem, guys. And we've talked about this a million times, and I keep getting questions about it, and we're going to bring it up again. It's called basic math. Shane's got about $2.5 million in salary cap space. Every time you sign someone, a veteran, to the practice squad, you sign them for the practice squad salary. But as soon as you elevate them to the practice, from the practice squad to the active roster, they automatically then receive the veteran minimum or whatever their contract was negotiated for, which then goes against the salary cap. So you bring people in like Landon Collins and others, you are then putting their salary into the salary cap, which, you know, we've talked about this term before operational cap space. You need operational cap space. That's it. That's it. You people want it cooks. That's great. He's he, he's owed 9 million for the rest of the season. That wasn't going to fit. Judy would not fit right now as our salary cap was constructed. So that wouldn't, and Shane doesn't want to move on from the assets, which is understandable. But it is what it is. You have to look at this team as, as a whole and not look at this team as just this season. And that's what Shane is doing. And this is why Shane and Dable are so successful. I love it because they asked Shane about Daniel Jones yesterday during a press conference. You had strategy meetings this week to talk about possible extensions for some guys. I mean, have you have you made a decision on Daniel that you would like him to be here beyond this year? We've got nine games left. Again, for for all these guys, it's going to be a continuing evaluation. Um, you know, we'll talk through it what the market looks like. You know, we'll have those meetings, but. Um, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be an ongoing evaluation. You know, we've had Daniel for eight games. That is the right thing to say. We've had Daniel Jones for eight games. We are not going to just make a decision because he's not turning the ball over. We're not just going to make a decision because he, he's got his team at six and two, but it's more of a team effort. Daniel Jones is a part of that team. So I'm not bashing Daniel Jones because he is a part of that team. He's a part of that effort, but he is not solely the reason why they're winning games. And I love the Twitter meltdown where people are like, we didn't, we didn't trade for a receiver. They have no confidence in Daniel Jones. I love it. I really do. Uh, I, 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 I even said to someone the other day, I wish I had, you know, the ability to understand what's in people's minds because the fact that just you don't have the money, you don't have the operational cap space. It has nothing to do with Daniel Jones, but there's a Twitter meltdown going on that it, they don't they don't believe in Daniel Jones. It's a huge mistake. A huge mistake is giving big money to a quarterback who's last in the league in almost every statistical category except for the ones that are the advanced stats. It just doesn't make sense. And Shane is right. And I love it though. And you know, what's funny, you know, Daniel Jones, and I've said it and I, I forgot what date I said. I think it was like, I said, October, I think it was like October 15th at two 45 PM. I think I said, Daniel Jones will not be back. He's not, he's not going to be back. 
you don't have a general manager go out and scout a quarterback every weekend because he's happy with the quarterback he has. I'm sorry, guys. I've worked in the league. I've been in the league. I've never seen. I know people that still are in the league, and I've talked to them about it. They have never seen a general manager during the season go out weekly and scout quarterbacks. They've never seen that before. It's not something that's done. You don't do that when you believe in your quarterback. And I love it because Shane has a nervous tick. He really does. And I, I wrote it on Twitter. He should not play poker. Because anytime he is pressed on a question that he does not want to really answer, or he's pressed on a question that you know the answer is, well, probably it's not going to happen, he drinks water. And he drinks water almost excessively. If you watch the press conference before the Daniel jo- during the Daniel Jones question, he is already gulping water. And he's got two bottles of Aquafina right next to him. That's a big spot word. That's hopefully going to be our new sponsor, Aquafina. Boy, for that refreshing taste, there's nothing better than Aquafina water. Or maybe it's Dasani. I don't know. But anytime he does not want to answer a question, anytime he is pressed on a question, anytime that he feels uncomfortable on a question, he drinks like a camel who just came out of the desert after 15 years in the desert. Which is a tell that he doesn't want to, that he's nervous about the question. He doesn't want to answer the question because the answer is probably going to get him in trouble. And also the fact that he knows that he's only got Daniel Jones left for nine games and he's going to move on and get his own quarterback. But that's the beauty of Shane. That's the beauty of Shane. He does these things. And he understands that as an organization, and this is why now I may have a man crush on the Shane as well as the Dable. He understands that we have to build this team for the future. We have to build this team from the inside out. We're not going to just sit there and and, and gravitate to one guy after eight games and anoint him the savior when the potential is and the possibility is that he's not even going to be on this team next year because if you look at the salary cap for next year, and we're going to talk about this again, there's about $50 in cap space. 10 to 11 automatically go to your class, your rookie class. We have 43 players under contract. So you, let's just say it's $10 million. You're already down to 40 You have to sign. If you have 43 players under contract, you got to sign another nine guys. And a lot of those other guys are going to be there, aren't going to be there. So the cap space is going to fluctuate. So you're probably going to fluctuate in the fact that you may have more cap space, but you're going to need more contracts. So let's say you have $40 million. You have nine guys. You, need, you have nine guys you got to bring back into the roster or f- roster spots you have to fill, which you may also potentially fill through the draft. But then again, you have to turn around and figure you're going to, you know, if you want to keep Saquon Barkley, that's going to be 10 plus. So you're already down to 30 some million. You're not going to go out and give Daniel Jones. I love the people like, well, give Daniel Jones like 20 million a year. Great. So you're going to give him 20 million. So now you're down in 10. Now you're down to 10 million to go out and sign free agents. No, it doesn't make sense. And Shane knows this. And I said it before, a lot of times Shane is playing chess when other people are playing checkers. I thought a better analogy is Shane is playing chess while some people are playing backgammon. He understands he has to look at this team. He has to look at this team as a whole. And he's and one thing I do love about him is he's he's not worried about the fan base. He's worried about building a winning organization. That's something we haven't had here in 10 plus years. And the same thing with the Dable. 
Dable's just having a good time. Dable's just a guy. Dable reminds me a little bit of Pars. He's not he's not Parcellians in the way he handles the press and the press conferences and some of the things he does on the sidelines. He's not Parcellian in that way. He's a Parcellian in the way that he's 84 Parcellian. 84 Parcellian was, I'm gonna do things my way, let chips fall where they may. I'm gonna let my coordinators, I'm gonna let my coordinators coach. You know, we had Bill, Belichick and Ron Earhart. I'm gonna let those guys run the offensive defense perspectively. I'm gonna oversee the team and yell at people when necessary. And he's taking that page out of, out of the Parcells book. And again, he is not, he is not looking at what the fan base is saying, what Twitter is saying, what YouTube is saying, what Instagram is saying, what everyone is saying. No, he's building a winning organization from the inside out. He is building it from the foundation up. And he is, while he is enjoying his success, you could tell by the, the thumbnail, he while he's enjoying the success. He talks about it all the time. His team talks about it all the time. It's one game at a time. It's the opponent in front of us, not what our record is, not what the, what's behind us. It's one game at a time. It's one win at a time or it's one loss at a time. And that's an attitude we haven't seen again in years. But for people to draw the conclusion that Daniel Jones isn't coming back because they didn't get him weapons, this team is not built and I've talked about this a million times. This team is not built around the passing game. This team is not built around Daniel Jones. This team is built around Saquon Barkley. This team is built on Daniel Jones running the ball. He's not Michael Vick. He's not Josh Allen. He doesn't have, he's, he missed so many guys deep recently. He's overthrown. He's underthrown. He just, and I'm not picking on Jones, but he is what he is. He's an average NFL starting quarterback at best, and he's probably better in the backup role. And the Giants are winning because they're running the ball, controlling the clock, and playing defense. That's why the Giants are 6-2. and two. And the ball did bounce our way quite extensively during the during – the, uh, well, you technically could say the first half of the season. So going out and getting a wide receiver when you are not – your team is not built – on that or is not predicated with that wide receiver for winning doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense to give up capital. Doesn't get, make sense to give up draft assets. Doesn't make sense to listen to the fans because the majority of us don't know anything. They understand how they want to build this team. They understand how this team should be constructed. They understand how they want to win. And that is the key, how Shane and Dable want to win. Right now, they want to win by running the ball, controlling the clock, Playing good defense. That's how they want to win right now. Because that right there is a good recipe for winning. That is. Because honestly, when you get into playoff time, that is a great recipe for success. And right now at 6-2 and two with nine games left, there is a long way to go in this season. There's a Many things can happen. I'm not anointing the Giants playoff success just yet because, like I said, there's, there's many, many things that can happen right now. We kind of just have to wait and see how this is going to pan out and how this is going to work out. But right now, like I said, I got all the confidence in the world in Shane. I got all the confidence in the world in Dable. I got all the confidence in the world in the Winkster. Hell, I'm starting to gain confidence in Kafka. If Kafka can, like I said, the league after eight games has figured out the Giants offense. They really had. They really have. Short passing game, play action, read options, Daniel Jones running the ball, and you and you bring in Saquon Barkley. And the problem is you start stacking the line, you shadow Daniel Jones, and you cover the tight end, especially when he rolls out. That is the simplest plan to stopping the Giants' offense. And it's not the fact that they're, they're, they don't have respect for the Giant wide receivers. They just know 
that there's a potential that if you throw the ball with beyond 15 yards, Daniel Jones may not get it there. Not because he doesn't have the arm, but sometimes he doesn't have the accuracy because everyone's like, well, he's had like 67% of his passes. Yes, but when you're averaging below the league average in reference to yards per completion, that tells me you're just dinking and dunking and checking down. But that's what the Giants want to do. They want to play mistake-free football, control the clock, run the ball, play good defense, recipe for winning. And like I said, Daniel Jones is playing his part, so you have to give you have to give him credit for that. He's playing, he's playing his role. He's like one of those actors that you see in all these co-starring actors that you always see in these movies. They're like in every single movie. And they're known as they're known as character actors. That's what Daniel Jones is. He's a character actor on a team that is built as a team. And that's why I get so upset when people don't understand. This team is built as a cohesive unit. What every player is a cog. Now, if the cog falls out, it's next man up, and you hope the cog keeps the machine running. Uh, we might do a live stream today on Wednesday. Haven't decided yet. If not, uh, we'll probably do one on Thursday afternoon. And again, this is Tim with the Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. And as always, if you can like and subscribe, if you can ring that button, it means that you'll